In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR-positive HER2-negative NBC as the first hormonal-based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Wash up and welcome back to another episode of No Silence Podcast with your host. Now nah, fuck that with your low glasses Malone. that there's no such thing as white people's food. Shepherd's pie is white people's food. Yeah, 
it kind of depends on like yeah, like chicken pot pies and that kind of pot pies shit. are white people food. It depends I on. Know, if, I don't. I think it's something about white people in the oven. Well, I know for sure white people make tater tots. <laughs> well, white people, have, white people have potatoes first. What well, potatoes come from Ireland? I thought potatoes came from like the Western Hemisphere, and then Ireland just started growing them. You know what? Technically, they did. But like, I don't. But the, but the potatoes that we eat came from Ireland. Yeah, like I don't know. Well, this is what it says. The humble potato was domesticated in the South American Andes some 8,000 years ago and was only brought to Europe in the mid-1500s from where it spread west and northwards back to the Americas and beyond. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of one of those murky things where like people will say, oh, like, like that blur between being white and being European, like some people don't consider the same thing oh he's not white he's german i'm like what <laughs> I, i've had this talk though I, i'm gonna tell you why it's important this is what fucked me up right so we think of white people as the traditional english white man mm. right that's when you usually think of white people but what i've realized white people actually is spaniards like if you think i know right because you're like what the fuck think about it right okay okay when you think of the oppressive white man, right? When you think of English white people, right? In the whole overall scale of everything, they seem like they're really the most oppressive ones, right? But that's not true. They're more the orchestrators of oppression. So like they're like the referees of oppression. You know what I mean? And ideas of 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 um discovery, you know what I mean, and all of that. But if you really think about it, like if you do your history, especially like on the slave on a transatlantic slave trade and stuff, the Spaniards were like super oppressive. Yeah, they had, they had like kind of different business models going on because they had that whole conquistador thing happening yeah. that was a little bit separated from slave trade stuff that they were doing. Like, like they're the white folks that England can't tell what to do. For like a period of time, yeah, they were they were the most powerful country yeah. in the world until about until England became that. But just or think for, about it: like, most of the southern countries are conquered by Spaniards. Mm-hmm. So, like the Pau Gasols of the world, still, um, still. You know what, I, <laughs> what the fuck just happened? You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking about white people food: cottage cheese, yogurt, carrot sticks. Well, hamburgers for sure. Hamburgers is the number one white people food of all white people food, hands down. A hamburger? Yeah. The, re- the reason I'm asking this because yesterday still was making beef Wellington. Anything with Wellington in it. This. That's a British, that's English dish. That's definitely <laughs> a white people dish. Yeah. That's for sure white people do. Yeah. And my got- mom, when I was little, she used to make shepherd's pie. That's a that's an Irish dish. Hmm. And there's a lot of that kind of stuff, I think, also. Like, you see that kind of blurring of uh, Irish traditions with different, maybe, seasoning styles and, and like, Jamaican. Yeah, English colonizing Irish shit all the time. Yeah. And Italian. Spaghetti is up there. Man, I just made, like, last week, the best spaghetti ever. 
Just Ever? all of it. Red sauce from scratch, meatballs from scratch, all of it. Made a ton of it and then rolled it into a ch- into a chicken lasagna after that. It was just I ate like a king for like a week. Okay, so when you make okay, because you you're Italian. On my mom's side, I'm not like sure, some, sure you're Italian paisano or whatever. Uh what do you call it? Uh the maternal side. Mm. The father is the paternal, the mother is maternal. Yeah. So maternally, you're I you're you're Italian. Yeah. Has your mother ever made you real spaghetti? Not the not the noodles, you know. The the my mom cooks pretty well, but like the we have some like legit Italian cooks. Like for example, like Dodger games now have Papa Cantellas that do the Dodger dogs. That's my mom's cousin. So before they were doing Dodger dogs, Papa Cantellas is a Italian sausage company. You go to the grocery store and find Papa Cantellas, you know, Italian sausage products and stuff like that. Sausage is a big thing in Germany and Italy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who quite got it first, but I was thinking about that. So your mom, did she fancy herself in, in Italian food? Um, Yeah, to a degree. So to what her- is the most Italian dish she ever cooked? Did she ever cook? I don't know. There's a, just, just a lot of different probably like pasta sundae type of dishes like the 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 really 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 traditional stuff would have been like her grandma who was like had all the different like courses and like we're cooking with like figs and then like there was a course of whatever else and then pasta and then meat and then like they really like a traditional italian meal style but that was before my time have you ever, did she ever make you, okay, so you never really got to eat your grandma's cooking? No. Nope. Did your mom ever make real pizza? Mm-mm. Okay. A lot of pasta stuff, like different Italian soups. Like she did, I know she cooked like Italian wedding soup like last week. I was obviously mm-hmm. not home, but that's what she said she was doing. Okay, so when she made her spaghetti, Right. And being that she is pretty much the branch off the Italian tree, did she cook her noodles in the sauce or did she cook the noodles and then put the sauce on the noodles after both was cooked? Oh, you got to put the sauce on. You can't just like throw raw, like hard noodles into the sauce. Yeah, but that but not hard noodles. Right. You usually cook the noodles the way I've seen it done is they cook the noodles separately and they cook the sauce separately. And then they yeah. put the noodles on the plate and then they put the sauce on the noodles, the cooked mm-hmm. noodles. Yeah. You know, when black people make that, they cook the noodles in the sauce. Well, they, they cook the noodles. Well, first. they cook the noodles and then they put the noodles in the. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yes. They want the, the they want the noodles to be super saucy. Yeah. And black people, the black noodles people, don't. Black people like my, like my folk, bro, they got an affinity with sauce. Yeah. Spaghetti. You know, so to speak. That's what it's called. And and like whole spaghetti is what I call it. Yeah, and and to me, like noodles don't take on sauce; they take water out of the sauce. So, like the term al dente, it has to do with the texture of a pasta, and like usually, like spaghetti, spaghetti, the noodles are really inflated and very soft and mushy relative to like an Italian pasta, which you have a little bit firmness. Yeah. So you feel like honestly, and, and I'm not really vested well in noodles outside of top ramen, but you, what you feel is 
the noodles don't actually take on the sauce. So what about when you make top ramen, cuz, and then the noodles take on the the flavor? They just take on the water. Like it's like like soup or sauce. Soup is a better example. It's like it's like a solution or a suspension. So like there's going to be flavor particles from whatever you put into the sauce broth in the broth. You put the noodles in, they soak up the water. They don't soak up the basil or the whatever else that's in the broth water. Sure, but don't you, but at that same point, isn't the sauce still a water-based thing and the noodles will soak it up? Yeah, but they only soak up really the water. They don't soak up anything else. But the water is where, you know, you season the water with the basil, right? If we put basil, hold up. But, but the, hold, hold up. No ceilings, GL, my man Pete in the spot. I got my big brother still, resident guest on no ceilings, always around. But the reason I have him now is because he was proclaiming to me yesterday after making Beef Wellington how great of a, a cook he was. So I thought this would be a good conversation for, for still to, to be a part of. I agree. I agree. Look, I've had his apple pie. Still makes a pause. That sounds crazy. I've had Steele's apple pie. I don't know. These niggas got new words every week, so I don't, you know. Fair enough. Well, you know, my pie is actually more of a cobbler. What's the difference between the pie and the cobbler? You know what? I, I don't know the exact difference, but a cobbler has a little different consistency. It has dumplings and stuff in it. You know what I mean? You know dumplings, all right? Yeah, of course. You know, it has dumplings and stuff. It's almost, I'll make it the same way you would make a peach cobbler almost. You know what I mean? But see, the, it's the, almost the, like what do you call those things? It's almost like a dessert casserole versus yeah. an enclosed pastry exactly. item. I, and I was just telling still, if you notice, white people have an affinity with casseroles. Yeah, I, I have. I think that's a poor dish. Like you got to think, is, right? The, it's the, a lazy the dish. Flavor, the flavor of white folks come from poor white folks too, right? South Italy is gonna have the best food. Um, you know the poor people so. I would imagine poor people came up with casserole. Yeah. And you want to know something also interesting about like Italian regional cuisines and whatnot? Sure. A, a lot of it has to do with like the aristocrats have the best cuts of meat and the best of sure. everything. So, the, so they're not going to put, uh, they don't need to heavily salt it. But like if you, have, if you caught it in the movie Casino, he talks about a trips. Uh, pig guts. So, like the Sicilians have been eating basically chitlins for a thousand years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, you know what? Anything that's because that's where a lot of black cuisine comes from the slave days because they were eating scraps like the trepas, the chitlins, and stuff. That was the leftovers because they was eating pork chops and stuff. So, the stuff that was left over, they would just give the slaves to cook. So, of course, they was gonna hook that shit up, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They had to eat it, so it became a thing. And I think as far as culture go, bro, like I think casseroles, you got to remember, G, white America always had the traditional white American household had the male that went to work and the wife stayed home and cooked. So she was always thinking of different ways to get stuff done quick. So I think that's where the casseroles came from. You know what I mean? Like kind of like the frozen food. I think 70s, the 60s and the 70s were the introduction of frozen foods like of instant yeah, foods, like it's not a frozen dish, is it? But you know, it could be. But I, I, I'm thinking, thinking so me. I'm looking at it, right? like you know, like hamburger helper is like a casserole. No, it's not. 
Yes, it is. It's a casserole. It says it never grilled is not a casserole. That's a you pop. can make it into a casserole. It but... says that on the box. It says it's a casserole. Hamburger helper ain't no goddamn casserole. Okay, well we can go to Google for that one. Hamburger helper, hell no. Hamburger helper is like a pasta. That's just crazy, dog. You can't just be making shit up. Dog, it's cheeseburger casserole, homemade hamburger helper, one pot cheeseburger casserole, minestrone hamburger helper casserole. It says it's called. Casserole. They call they said it's right here, bro. I see the link right now. It's right there for the people out there that can't see. Hamburger it. helper is a casserole. Yeah, it's a casserole, bro. Gee, about food, I don't know what I be talking about, bro. You go lose nine times out of ten trying okay, to. What's the origin food. of hamburgers? The origin of hamburger. Who made him? They say it's one guy, but that was oh, a guy yeah. that was in Hamburg, Germany. It comes from Hamburg, Germany. I'll tell you his name now. Because they, they, they get Germany. Hamburg, Germany. Yep. Origin of the hamburger. But that's a couple. They say they give credit to a couple of different people though for the hamburger. Sure, obviously. I've seen that. So, so, so I, don't think, I don't even think they know. I think it could have been one of them things to where eventually somebody was going to do that anyway. So cobbler is described as a fruit pie, right? But it's different. Pies are made from pastries rather than biscuit batter, and they are fully encased with the crust at the top and bottom, while cobblers typically only have a topping. Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, yeah, because a peach cobbler don't... Wait a minute, does a peach cobbler have crust at the bottom? No, it doesn't. It doesn't yeah. have crust at the bottom. That's a great point. Peach cobbler's are all right. Helper is a casserole. Yeah, I guess it is. Casseroles are kind of a broad term. It, to me, a casserole is just like, look, I just want to throw all this shit in here, and that's just what it's going to be. Oh, it, kind of stew or side dish that is cooked slowly in the oven. I thought mm -hmm. you make hamburger helper on a stove. Oh, that's black people way of making hamburger. Well, you might make the hamburger helper on the stove and then put it in with the rest of the shit in the oven. And that's not a true casserole. I don't. It's it's kind of a broad definition of a casserole. I don't think it's like usually a casserole. It's a casserole. But a lot of times people will cook meat and then put it in with other things if they're going to put, like they cook the meat separately first and then they put it in with the other shit. They don't say nothing about it. Okay, Pete, so what's your favorite Italian dish, girl? Lasagna or some stuff. Lasagna Tough. is definitely a white people food. For sure. That's that's it. And that shit might I, be a casserole too. I still got some nice lasagna left. That's what's gonna be for dinner tonight. I'm not gonna I lie. Love, I, I, I like lasagna as well. I think lasagna is a good dish. I think lasagna I don't know. I think anytime I think with us, G, we make food our own. Like I make my lasagna a little different. Cause I put different kinds of cheese up in there. I might mess around and cook it with some turkey sometimes. I might yeah, mess around and cook it with some um, thing. I know to make half of it vegan because Maria don't eat meat, so I make a quarter of it vegan. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you just do stuff like this. Everybody got their own thing. Like, the way I cook my spaghetti is probably a little bit different. Like, you know, when you eat black spaghetti, it got a bunch of different stuff in it. You might have some, um, you may have some uh, peppers in there, some green peppers in it. You know what I mean? Some onions chopped up in it, man. I like, you know, I hook my stuff up, man. A couple of different blends of sausages and stuff. Okay, back to Peter. What is your <laughs> favorite Italian food? It depends what kind of mood I'm in. Like that's a pretty broad. You have to pick one. If you if you was on an island and you only had this one food, 
what would be that one food that you would have to eat? It's going to be really close tie. I mean, like, if I'm making it, I can eat a, a lot of stuff based in, like, a homemade red sauce or, like, a seafood linguine that's a, a white wine-based sauce. I can eat either of those things by the pounds, like, so just by the pounds. Yeah. Okay, Steve, your favorite food out of Italy. Favorite food out of Italy? Yeah. I'm going to keep it basic, dog, spaghetti. Can't go wrong with that. But real I real Italian spaghetti or like soul spaghetti that we make? It? The real Italian spaghetti because I've had the pleasure of having both, dog, and it's actually very good. Italian, Italy has a lot of seasoning in their food, so I like it. Yeah, hands down, hands down. What, place, what place do you remember going that didn't have a lot of seasoning in their food? Man, Germany, that shit was horrible. Yeah, I remember we was there. Germany, I can see and, that. And, and Germany, and, and the United uh, Kingdom uh, at large. The UK, the UK, because I ate some shit, dog, that I thought was gonna be like sweet. They said we have to try some pudding, and they gave me a piece of pudding like cornbread. Turn around, it was pig blood, like pig fried pig blood. I was like, ugh, I almost threw up, man. Yeah, there, there's so, a reason why they the sent UK people out around the world. Bland food, bland food, but. They have actually good restaurants there. Like when I had Beef Wellington, I had it over there, and it was actually very good. It was seasoned right. It was good. But for the most part, their stuff is very bland, especially Ireland. UK is a little bit more Americanized than Ireland is. Ireland is very like meat and potatoes. They cook stuff like Germany do. Everything is in a clump, kind of like big potatoes, big cup. Yeah, that's where, that's where shepherd pie come from. My mom used to make shepherd's pie, but she obviously didn't make it the Irish way. She had cheese and all kind of shit on there. Oh, yeah. I think if you if you get a good German bratwurst with a good German mustard, that's got a lot of flavor and that's pretty good. Yeah, but that should be all pork. That's why I didn't eat it. Oh yeah, yeah they, that, that sucks. For some reason they got a thing for sausage and beer. Well, yeah, that's their thing: sausage and beer. Everywhere yeah. we went to, still because it's cheap. Beer. That's 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 like poor, you know, winter food. You know. You can preserve beer. You can preserve sausage. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. 
For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrantz, palbociclib. Ibrantz 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Why do you think they don't use seasoning? They didn't have it in a lot of parts oh, of that's, Europe. Oh, you know that's why, that remember this, like the spice trades and all that shit? That's why they were going to India and doing all that shit. Was, it, it, was, it was over spices. Mm. And some of it was to preserve food and some of it was just to have something to taste. It doesn't grow up there. It's too cold. Yeah, the salt was mainly to preserve, use as a meat preservative. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. that's what they were doing. but you know what? It makes sense. Salt is not a seasoning. No. It I mean, it was almost, a, it was a currency for a, t- for a time. Exactly. Is salt actually considered a seasoning? Yeah, I mean, it dep- I mean, depending on who you ask, but it's not an herb. But I mean, you can season your shit with it. Okay. Yes, it is, but it's not. So, what you're saying is not a spice. It's, yeah, it's not a spice or an herb. No. Yeah, salt was used for thousands of years as a food preservative, though, bro. It still is right now. Like right now in Hawaii, mm-hmm. when they put a pig in the ground and they want to keep it fresh, they cover it up in salt. Well, I mean, even like when you see canned foods, they're very high in sodium. When you put it in the can, you have to either have like for fruits way too much sugar or for meat type things, way too much salt so that it uh, which stuff doesn't damn taste the way it says. Yeah, and then that way stuff doesn't grow in there. It's too too highest salinity for anything to grow in an enclosed can. Mm. So is salt considered a spice? 
The answer is no. Salt is not a spice or herb, since both of which are obtained from plants. Salt is a worldwide popular season, yet it's not a spice. Instead, it is an organic mineral. Yeah. Mm. Sodium chloride. And it made, mm, you know, I, knew I knew that part too. <laughs> I knew you do that. You know, in, 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 I in never early, thought about that when it came to seasoning food using spices versus using a mineral. I don't think there's any other minerals. Gee, it was a game changer because in the early days of transportation, it allowed America to send meat up north. You feel what I'm saying? There might have been a cow that was took apart down south. It was able to get through in the back of a truck. You know, that was before they had frozen trucks and everything else. You know, refrigeration. They would just cover everything up in salt, man, and put it on meat. I mean, honestly, I think think of the idea is great. And Pete just made a good point. Like, that's the only mineral they probably use when it comes to your food. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. Right? It probably could be some more. So if niggas listening, we just, we just. We didn't do a whole bunch of research. We just—I I never heard of anybody sprinkling magnesium diamond, on diamond. there. <laughs> yeah, carbon. No, listen. Uh, no, I was saying that because I was thinking like that was a good idea, right? That using salt to to actually keep food fresh, right? From from decomp from decomposing. Yeah, I don't know how um, the hell who who came up with that first. That's that's yeah. one of those things. How the hell did you f- figure that idea out? But I realized there's a lot of things. And so, like, it'd be good ideas. So some asshole had to start seasoning with it. Or they got used to just getting this bad stuff that's been preserved so long that now they started chasing the flavor of salty food. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah, that's also true. So that's a great idea to preserve, you know, meat. That's like pasteurization, right? Lewis Pasture. Like that was an idea for beer to keep beer going for so long, right? But uh, well, does that does that have to do with milk? No, so yes, it ended up being with milk. But what happened was the beer was going bad too fast, mm. and it's because it had these weird of uh, I don't want to say fungus, but it, it was it's, different it's, things. It's the yeast that was yeah spoiling it's the beer yeast. too fast. You had to cook, you had to make the beer and drink it right now. And he realized if you heated it up to a certain temperature i think it was roughly around 60 or 80 or something right around there yeah fahrenheit it kept the beer it, it destroyed all of the bad enzymes at the top and then it gave you a decent amount of time but some other white person realized the more you heat it up you would kill all the live ingredients right and mm-hmm. it would just last entirely too long like when we was younger milk might have lasted a week or two Today they got milk. I'm looking in the refrigerator at the Stater Brothers. Shit, they got milk that won't expire for a month. Yeah, some of those milks, like especially when I go to like a um like a convenience store, like mm-hmm. a seven eleven, and they have some of those vacuum sealed milks, you know, where you gotta peel the like strip off the top, mm-hmm. like shamrock farms. Fuck, those things last forever. Yeah. Forever. Mm-hmm. And I like yeah. Shamrock's Farms. Yeah, sure. But that's what Lewis Pasture figured out. Lewis Pasture figured that out. So people started using it for milk. And if you read milk, when you buy the milk just out the regular grocery store, it's say ultra pasteurized. They have heated it up to, you know, 140, 200 degrees. Yeah. So I think what the, what's happening is they're actually scorching the nutrients and vitamins that are the live agents. They have went past the, 
extra enzymes that was just bad for it and little small things. They are ultra pasteurizing it, which means overheating it, over refining it, feel me, and literally kind of serving you this milky substance. And, you know, I, I'm not a scientist or nothing because I'm a crip, but I genuinely feel that your body needs those vitamins and nutrients and all of those things. That's how it recognizes its milk and forces your, uh, you know, your body to produce what? What is it? Lactate or lactose to produce lactose to actually digest the milk sugar. But what yeah, if well, it's like recognize it? It's like, well, the, the lactose is in the milk, so I think it. There's probably some sort of an enzyme within the milk that gets destroyed at that heat. And, and your body can't body produce not. enough of it fast enough to digest it. Yeah, it's supposed to produce something else. Yeah. It's supposed to produce something else to digest the, the milk sugars, to break the mm. milk sugar down. Uh, hold on, I'm going to tell you. Hold up. Lactose. And I, and I don't know. Lactose is a sugar found in milk. So is a lactase enzyme. Hold up. I think it's, let me see. I'm thinking fast. Hold up. Okay, lactase. Your body oh, okay. produces lactase. It's it's an enzyme that aids in the digestion of lactose, which is milk. So I think your body needs to read the the barcode of the milk going down. You know, of of the actual substance, the the combination mm -hmm. of vitamins, minerals, recognize all of that stuff, and then it produces the lactase, and it combines and helps your body digest lactose, which is the milk sugars. But if you, I would imagine, if you over pasteurize it. You literally destroy all of the identities of milk. So your body is not producing lactase. It can't recognize it to produce the lactase. Yeah, it could be true to some degree. I mean, in, in certain things, obviously, like different stuff has different boiling points, you know, or different, you know, terminal temperatures. Like if there's magnesium and potassium content in milk, you're not going to break down magnesium or potassium they're just like basic elements and similar like certain proteins might get break, broken down eat more easily than others or not versus like different enzymes i don't know wh at what point in the temperature acceleration what breaks down yeah your small intestine produces lactase mm. so i think your body that's my thought your body is not recognizing you know what i mean it's not recognizing the lactose, so it's not producing lactase. So then that should just sit on your gut and it starts to ferment, which is why people feel like they got to go to the bathroom all the time. They get gas because that well, we shouldn't be drinking milk no way, though, bro. I don't know why that's that don't even make sense. We shouldn't be milk is pretty much cow plus almost it's like not like cow plus. That's what I'm hearing, though. That's what yeah, they say. Ice. That's like your did, did your wife breastfeed? Yeah, my wife breastfed. Is that Maria Puss? No, that's what I'm saying. That's a human. A, a, a milk human. is milk. I'm not saying, I'm not debating that a one human. is a cow's milk and one's a human's milk, but you can't just say that milk from a cow is pus and then humans is milk. It's not good for us, bro. That's actually not true, but that's a whole other story. We, we had to go into that's a whole other conversation with people who study a lot of really great things. It's not just like, you know, Let's go to the, the thing that they say black people love fried chicken, right? Where does fried chicken come from? Fried chicken? What do you mean? Where does fried chicken come from? Frying chicken, nigga. Sure I don't understand the question. Who, who invented like, fried chicken? Who? I would probably somebody really probably, either the Chinese like, or the Europeans. Or 
Somebody really poor fried. You mean battered and fried chicken, or you just mean fried chicken? Because you can fry chicken without batter. Like yeah, you mean well, the version of fried chicken that we eat. Mm -hmm. Fried chicken is some cheap shit. So I would imagine somebody awfully poor and fucked up fried chicken. I so you can't just look up fried chicken just recently. If you like, for sure, Asian people fried chicken with no batter. That so when we said fried chicken, we're not talking about fried chicken without batter. We talking about batter fried chicken. First off, who cooking that goddamn food in Greece? Somebody awfully poor. Yeah, I don't know. Um, there's, I think, so it depends on, because because I believe there's some pretty, like high end like French cuisine, that is, like, Greece to some of, of some variety or another, fried and then, you know, some French sauces put over the top. I think that's a slave food too, though. I think fried chicken because it's really bad for you, dog. Like, yeah, but people didn't give a shit about that until like fifty years ago. I well, mean, you know, it originated in West Africa, bro. Yeah, but not not they didn't batter chicken. That's what I'm saying. If you're looking at it right now, no, fried chicken is different. You can fry chicken without batter. From the 17th to the 19th centuries, conventional wisdom designated the American South as fried chicken's native habitat. Southerners made it a centerpiece of their regional cuisine and boasted that only African-Americans, mostly enslaved, could make authentic fried chicken. Some culinary experts linked such expertise to West Africa, where for several centuries prior to European contact, local populations ate chicken and deep fried their food. However, West Africans, West Africans didn't make fried chicken the same way many Southerners traditionally did. Yeah. It was more like a fricasse where chicken was lightly fried and then braised for a much longer time in a seasoned sauce. Similar to Senegalese chicken yasa, since West African culture, culinary traditions remain a mystery to so many, some saw the building blocks for fried chicken and leapt to the wrong conclusion. Yeah, no, it's an American South. It's slave food. So the thing is, Gene, how come you don't believe stuff when people be breathing to you? Be arguing with yeah, They didn't say that's not what they said. Like, even when you, I don't know if you caught what you read, it didn't say that. They're saying, they're saying, they're trying to say that the idea of it came from somewhere else. But I'm going to tell you something else that's dope. Like Western African cuisine is uh, is more uh broiled everything. Like, but that's also why a lot of stew based stuff. Part, the dietary health is really good because half of their stuff been diluted with water. Well, the thing is, they and I'm pretty sure they didn't have the cleanest water supply over there either. So it was just natural probably to boil everything, you know. Mm. Yeah. I would I would assume that like there's probably a fair amount of similarities between certain Caribbean cooking styles and African cooking styles in West Africa. Yeah, I, I would guess. I agree. But it's the same thing. Like back to the point of pasteurization, it's the same thing with refined products. Like when you refine wheat, you do the same thing. You strip the wheats of nutrients and shit like that, and that's also why I think our body maintains and holds wheat that way. Like it, 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 it holds bread and starches because they've been same thing, man. That refine and pasteurization process is out of control at this point. Yeah, I don't know the wheat industry in and out like that. I know that those types of plants tend to not hold a whole lot of nutrients like the type of... Um, you know, like a, like a tree has a different root mechanism and leaf system than like wheat. It's more like a weed, you know, mm -hmm. versus like say a, a fruit or a vegetable that grows in the ground. Like fruits, 
sit there and and the resources of the tree just all end up in a in an apricot or whatever that's been growing for months and like weeds grow real fast kind of like like the same deals like sugars mm-hmm. there's a lot of simple bait corns simple base sugars there's a lot of just holding energy in in some form of sugar and probably not a ton of like mineral content mm. maybe not the same way there's some but it's not the same way as a vegetable all right still what's your favorite soul food my favorite soul food your favorite Pro- soul food dish probably mac and cheese though is mac and cheese a soul food dish? is that a side or is that a main no, that's that could be a main too. You can eat macaroni and cheese by itself. Macaroni and you cheese can, but it, uh, it depends on how you make it. Because you know, the soul food like it's made a different way, man. Soul food mac and cheese versus like that that other bullshit is like different, two different things. Oh, so you talk about the way they made it? Yeah, it seems like I'm there's like, three kinds of mac and cheeses in, in circulating oh, America. Mac there's and cheese comes from England too. I could see that. Oh, it's a casserole. Yeah. See, that's what I would think of when I think of a casserole. Something that's baked into like a hard thing. I, do you put hamburger helper? I swear. Oh, I'm black. So my mom cooked hamburger helper in a skillet. Did she then put it in with pasta or whatever the hell? It looked like noodles shit. or some shit. But I've never seen it ever go in the oven. I, I, I think. Helper in the oven still? Um, yeah, you can prepare the oven, but most of it is made for the pot, though, dog. Some of that stuff changed. You got to remember, initially it was made for the oven. I remember it was the time when hamburger helper was made in the oven mm-hmm. when it first came out, but then they came with the stuff that was more instant. You can cook it on the stove, you know what I mean? Oh, it's instant. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Damn. Gotcha. That's crazy because you would think white people macaroni and cheese would be way better than it is. But wow. I, you know what, though? It, 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 a lot of that's regional, too. Like, if you want to go have. This. Yeah, if you if, I, if we went to have dinner with some white folks in Alabama, their food would taste like soul food pretty much, bro. But that's just yeah. the way they prepare. Yeah. You know, they would have sweet potatoes, mashed potatoes, fried chicken, and all that is just a little different. You know what I mean? Yeah, people in the yeah, south are really cook. They really do. I, I had some really good, like what in LA would be considered soul food type dishes when I was kind of plotting my way across country last year. Mm-hmm. You know who you, you had like some amazing fried chicken. Some of the best fried chicken I've had in my life was at a Jamaican restaurant up the way over here. There's a little bit different flavor profile. Really, really, really good. I've had like Jamaican. I've tasted it was sweet when I had it. It had like a little sweet bite. It was cool though. Yeah, yeah. It was a little maybe less spice to it, but it, it had a kind of a smoother, sweeter, like wholesomey kind of yeah. thing going on. It's, it's people I know that that Friday chicken with mustard. That's interesting. I've heard that before. They spread mustard on their chicken and then batter the chicken mm. and then they cook it. So when you eating it, you see the little mustard under the skin and shit. It look crazy, but it actually tastes pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty tasty, though. That'd be all right. Macaroni and cheese. If it's one thing still, Thanksgiving coming up. If it's one dish you you had to go without. Well, I think we've I asked you this question. I want to see has it changed. One dish that you would have to go without that should not be on the Thanksgiving menu. That you could do without probably potato salad. Potato salad is on your they make that. Here's a Thanksgiving picnic. 
Yeah, what is that? A potato salad is a picnic. Come on, give me something else. Well, you eat potato salad, man. I, you can't go off with your personal prep. We have potato salad. Yeah, we both agree that potato salad is. A well, that's y'all. That's both of y'all opinion. The, the thing is, bro, something that you can't go out without without, man. Uh, I would say probably green beans or something like that. The cranberry sauce, some cranberry shit like that. One I could go with. Probably some stuffing too. I don't need no stuffing either. I don't need to have no that's stuffing. That's crazy. Dressing is fire. Oh, I could do without that shit. Ain't nothing but watered down bread. See, still, sometimes I'll be worried about you, dog. No, I'm just saying that's my best, like, an opinion, though, dog. Like, I don't care too much for stuffing. Have or you ever cranberry sauce. Yeah, we have to have some great stuffing. Like, but I don't care about it like that. I'm not going to take it over my mac and cheese or my greens or nothing like that. If I got to get rid of something, I'll wait the whole year for Thanksgiving to get stuffing. Well, I don't know, bro. I don't need to have no stuffing, though. Because stuffing is one thing that most people cook on Thanksgiving. That's you it. gotta have greens, you gotta have mac and cheese, and you gotta have a meat. You ain't gotta necessarily have turkey either. I don't like turkey. I think turkey is nasty. All right, still, God damn it, you just talking crazy. Stuff, I'm just that's dry. my opinion though. That's it's my dry. opinion. It's dry, it's dry, but I get mine. I get mine uh, smoked. I, I, and I don't care for fried chicken like that. To be honest, which. Okay, still, you got to get the fuck off the podcast. You still just, just gonna eat macaroni and cheese and no, and I'm beef Wellington and greens, dog. I'm just telling you, dog. I don't I come on no ceiling and just get crazy. I don't dislike fried chicken, G, but it's not my favorite thing. I'd rather make a nice roast or make a, a rib a rib roast or something like that, man. I think roast is fantastic, but that don't mean you got to you got to shit on fried chicken, dog. But for my other guests, I do make it. I do get a turkey smoked or something like that every year. And, and I don't eat ham, but I have ham over here too. Oh, what's your favorite way to cook a chicken? That's my one favorite thing way. I can do my favorite way to cook chicken. Yeah, bake, fry, barbecue. What's your favorite? Well, if, I'm a, if I'm a cook for somebody, if I'm doing it for somebody else, I'm a fry, bro. I could if you're doing it. it for yourself, how would you do it? Well, I probably fry it, though. Okay, I'm just making sure. Probably fry it. It's not my. I don't dislike it, G, but it's not my favorite thing. I ate so much of that stuff coming up, dog. When I got older, I just really won't. Ohio do got some great soul food. It's a it's an underrated place for soul food. There's some soul in Ohio, dog. That shit yeah, is great. Good, good, Apparently good. not all of Ohio. No, but that's what I'm saying. I grew up on all of that piece. I grew up on all that I stuff. I was teasing you, man. They kind of burn you out after a while. But now you can these white people roast and flavor. Now he's great. Now he's like, I want, you know, I want beef the prime rib. You can keep your chicken. I want the prime rib. I work too hard for chicken. Yeah. You know what, though, bro? The older I get, too, it's like even eating all this beef and stuff, dog, I just don't eat a lot of meat no more. And I think it's something as your body starts going through changes, bro, you stop eating less bullshit. Because my stomach, like, I can't drink no milk. you saying bro. meat is bullshit? No, I'm just saying you can't eat a lot of bullshit. You can't eat a lot of stuff. Like, I can't eat hamburgers 20 times a week like I used to. You just got to make a good hamburger. I do make a great hamburger. That's meat you be using. Go get you. Right. A, no. I ribeye ground it up. No, I do that. See, I ground steaks up. I have a make food processor. Fresh. I have a food processor. I own a food processor, bro. I that don't mean shit. It means when I put my steak in there, I can process it. I can turn it into ground beef. I've done you that. All the time. No ribeye making your steak. Yes, I have all the time, dog. Still, you just come on here and just say shit. People be saying somebody told me they'd be like, man, still just come on there and just be saying some crazy shit. I'm like, he do. He don't even talk like this in regular life. No, I'm telling you, well, y'all ask me about food and cooking. I'm telling y'all what I'm doing. I'm a real chef. You ain't no goddamn real chef. Yes, I am a real chef. Third, fourth generation. Third, I can cook. fourth generation. I can cook, dog. You make a good pie still. I, I can make good everything. I can cook. 
He can step out on life. He can step out on life. Warren Warren G? Huh? Well, I'll fuck Warren G up. Warren G probably the barbecue better than me, but I'll fuck Warren up, though. (laughs) Oh, okay. You just changed that. No, he barbecues, though. That's a skill set he has. I'm going to get that to him. He's a great grill person. But when it came toe-to-toe, just cooking up some shit, I'll fuck Warren up. Well, that's different if you're not barbecuing, if you can't beat him in this arena. Well, why come I got to go to his arena? How come he can't come in mind? We talk about cooking. We ain't talking about barbecue. He didn't say he was a chef. You said you was a chef. I am a yeah, chef. So but I steel cooks indoors, damn it. If it's indoors, steel's going to win. I'm going to tell you this. If we had a contest, it would be neck and neck. I probably might fuck Warren up in that, too. But Warren is a great barbecue guy, though. Warren, Warren do his thing. He the man on the grill. Yeah, he that, he that dude. Yeah. So you can see him. But I got an uncle for his ass, though. I get my uncle Jeff. I he fuck Warren up. I don't think nobody could beat Warren at barbecuing. That's kind of his little Warren thing. got some good shit, though, dog. Warren, Warren is that dude. Warren should open up a restaurant, dog. It'd be, it'd be big. A barbecue stand? Mm-hmm, I think he should. Warren. Mm-hmm. Warren is good. I can, Warren is definitely in my caliber. <laughs> Warren is definitely in my caliber. He's a good, he's a good cook. I don't know. You make a good pie still. I wouldn't just go overboard like you. Gee, I can cook, period, dog. I know I can. I'm not saying you can't cook, but I wouldn't just. You just over here popping it like you Chef Boyardee. Man, all them dudes on TV, y'all fuck every last one of them dudes up. How would you know if you never tasted their food? I just, I can look at you that shit. You can watch it. You can look at it. You can eyeball some if you see it. A lot of that shit look good, but it's nasty. They put all them little garnishes and shit on the side to make it look good. I got a boss plate for your ass. I'm gonna give you a plate. You just gonna go to sleep after you eat that motherfucker. I don't know if that's good. <laughs> the it one is, thing I'll say that's tough for TV cooking is they all force everything to happen in like nine minutes. That makes it that raises the stakes considerably because most of the shit that I like to cook, I ain't getting it done in no commercial break segment. So you can now <laughs> so cook Martha Stewart. And what's that? I fuck Martha Stewart up, man. She can't do shit with me. Jasmine, fuck Martha Stewart up. My daughter go. Some of these niggas ain't even in my realm of competition, dog. My daughter get their ass. Who pies are better, yours or Marie Callender's? Mine, of course. Marie Callender, that shit's some bullshit. Mine tastes better. You ask yourself, I buy you a Marie Callender's for pie, and I put one of mine next to it, and we see which one going first. It's not fair. She mass producing pies, though. Huh? She mass producing pies for me. See, I, I mass produce pies too. On every holiday, I cook like 10 to 15 sweet potato pies. That's not five, mass pies. They mass produce for the steel household and for glass when he brings his ass over because I know he go one one. So I just make my friends want to put to the side. So they all have some of my shit. So I'm gonna leave this shit alone because you're just getting out of control. And they told me you'd be getting out of control. And it's I don't. The, it's the truth, though. See, I'm a, I'm a great cook. I can't help that, man. I so what I'm gonna that. do is on Thanksgiving coming up this year. I'm gonna get a Patty LaBelle pie. Okay, so Pete coming down. Mm-hmm. Cause we gotta do the intro. We gotta shoot the intro for no silly. So y'all Pete, come over my house for Thanksgiving. No, I got a plan. I'm gonna get a Marie. I'm gonna get a Patty LaBelle pie. Now fuck it up. And yo pie, sweet potato pie, and we gonna just warm them both up. And we're going to let Pete taste and Pete going to tell us which one is that. I'll tell you, like, look, the, the best sweet potato pie in Southern California is my boy's mom. She and no cranks those out of the get, park. And no disrespect to his mama, but she'll get served, too. She'll get served. <sighs> I have a lot of confidence in that lady. Huh? You can now cook all the women. I've done it. I've done it for years. That, that's not no challenge no more at this point. 
This nigga is delirious. Yo, shut them all down, dog. Can't nobody fuck with me in that kitchen. Good looking out for tuning in to the No Sillers Podcast. Please do us a favor and subscribe, rate, comment, and share. This episode was recorded right here on the west coast of the USA and produced by my homeboy, A-King, for the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Yeah. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes. Real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.